0: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the show? out. ice It doesn't say anything about a shock ice does it? Hello and welcome to the Spool.ie podcast with me, Nigel Weekly, and him, Pork McGill. Hello. So we're here in podcast number 63, and it's an extra little short bonus podcast all about the Galway Film Fla, where we were last weekend.
1: Yeah, brilliant, the 29th uh, Galway Film Fla. Yeah, which sort of we've done, as we counted up, uh, was my
0: it's a fifth year wasn't it the yeah. school has been over there so uh yeah it was a good like i mean all in all i think from looking at the program beforehand you never really know what's gonna
1: no and and i've kind of made the point before that they, they've done a good thing where they spread out the program now us being uh working in dublin uh it's tough to get away for the the early start of the day like wednesday thursday but uh we kind of show up at the weekend but they have good ones on the wednesday thursday friday for like local gaul people which is yeah. great
0: Yeah. So anyway, what we're going to do just for the next sort of 10, 15 minutes, we're going to talk about some of the films, most of them, I think, are Irish, that we're going to talk about. Yeah, that that we're going to highlight. So a couple of Irish premieres. Um, we've got the film that won the best Irish film. We've got the film that won the best Irish first feature. We've a film from Northern Ireland. We've a documentary. And then uh, you saw about 20 shorts as well. So, so a I few kind of picks from Caught it. your eye as well. So we'll kick off with the film that won best Irish film. This is a film called Michael Inside. And here we'll take a little bit from the trailer to give you a sense of it. I won't be as bad as you think, Michael. It's just keep your head down and
1: you'll be okay. I can't go through it with you. We're not going to have any trouble with you now, are we? Do you want to get that to No. Do you? No. If you try and disappear, I'm going to take it out
0: Michael and do it. I said this only starts when you're released. Just watch. So so that gives a little bit of a sense of the tone and... Um, of the film, so that's uh, the young guy in it playing Michael, who ends up inside. His name is Daffod Flynn. Uh, don't know, partly Welsh, anyway. he oh, okay. something maybe, but uh, he's a young guy from Tala, who was in f- the director Frank Berry's last film, which was called "I Used to Live Here," um, which is set in Killinard about and it dealt with kind of youth suicide and depression in communities where which are fl- affected by things like this. So he's kind of this story is a story about a young guy who, like I say, the family exists sort of on the fringes of this drug he's not a they're not a drug dealing family but he ends up with a bag only worth 2000 quid of cocaine to move on and he doesn't manage to get rid of it or do anything about it cuz he's possibly like he's he's not as focused on it and it's not his kind of priority so he ends up The cops kind of call in They arrest him He ends up just being sentenced A very basic uh, sentence of three months Where he has to go inside So his dad is already in jail So it's kind of down to the relationship with him And his father who's played Or his grandfather Who's played by uh, Lawler Flynn Which the director Frank Berry was saying That this, this is a fascinating kind of dynamic That he's come across in a lot of Working class kind of communities Where the parent is out of the scene For whatever reason And so grandparent and grandchild and that dynamic Mm. so um you give it the full five stars the very rare but yeah possibly so i've thought about it a lot since and it i think it, it really does hold up you can get a bit swept up in festival fever and um you know you're conscious of these kind of things and i was like i actually thought that was fantastic it was perfect and everything it went and won best film at the festival and a lot of other people have since come out and said it's brilliant so i don't feel quite so Easy, yeah, yeah, no, um, no, fantastic. Yeah, it sounds yeah.
1: very good, quite bleak though. And but, yeah, yeah,
0: it's very much so. Um, Frank Berry dealt with it, uh, this, uh, a group, the Pathways group, which is this community group when you come out of prison to get you back on track, and so he he worked with them, so it feels very authentic. like. And unlike, it, as I said, it shares a universe with the likes of cardboard gangsters, which is tearing up a storm in the cinema at the minute and love hate. But, you know, rather than oh, I had a disagreement, I'm going to pop them and people like fantasy kind of violence here, you know, it's a lead pipe over the head. So you'll hurt someone. But, you know, murder is still insane. Yeah. And yeah. they're not at that level, which it feels a lot more realistic and it's just kind of gang violence and sort of drugs and stuff like that. Um so Donald Clark in the Irish Times when he was reviewing uh, the festival, he kind of wrote that there's uh, nods to A Prophet, the French film Scum, Startup Up, and all these kind of ones like that. So I kind of, I'd not, I'd happily uh, kind of take that as a as a basis for it. I was thinking the young guy David Flynn is brilliant in it, and he looks a bit like you might know the footballer Scott Parker, who used to play for West Ham and. Tottenham and Charlton athletics so he kind of has his jawline mixed in then with a bit of a kind of a James Deaney kind of arrogance and Jack O'Connell and this kind of thing so very curious to see where he um, goes where to. he goes from here so that was it that, that's that been acquired by <coughs> Wildcard Distribution and I there's no date yet but you'd hope that that's going to come our way at some point in the autumn
1: brilliant if, you so, were kind of saying though like you saw Cardboard Gangsters at the Gola Film plot last year and it only kind of surfaced yeah. about a month or two ago
0: 11 months in, yeah, yeah. in holding so you just never know like they t- takes a lot of people a long time to work out when the right time
1: yeah you've got to look at schedules too there's no point releasing it the same weekend as you know I don't know a Spider-Man
0: film, yeah, yeah or like Star Wars weekend, you know, it's yeah. kind of pointless. And Irish film, it does seem like they can only deliver one about every three weeks. They can't put one out every week because, even though it's not a genre into itself, but anyway,
1: yeah, uh, I suppose we'll go on to another strong film. Uh, we both saw this. It's called Bad Day for the Cut, and uh, it's directed by Chris Bow and. Uh, starred, stars Nigel O'Neill and Susan Lynch. They would kind of be the two big. It's um, rare
0: you get a Nigel as a star yeah. in a film. I was really, really chitten.
1: Like she had a great beard too, unlike, yeah. you know, just yeah. like yourself. Uh, so film set in Northern Ireland. It didn't really say where, but in my head it was kind of like Antrim farmland because kind of go to a city. And in my head it was maybe supposed to be Belfast, but oh, I wondered about Tyrone. In his intro, did he mention something about a good Tyrone story or something? Oh, like? okay, possibly, yeah. Uh, so it's set in the north. It's about a farmer played by Nigel O'Neill who lives with his mother, and kind of helps her. And the two of them have kind of come codependent on each other. He has kind of—he's
0: sort of late fifties, I suppose. Yeah, or kind of, yeah, fifty maybe.
1: Late fifties, or sorry, yeah, late forties, early fifties. Um, seems to be a mechanic. Doesn't really have any animals or anything. It's more just land he has and uh, he comes home at one point to find his mother has been killed and he sees the person who does it like leaving the scene and he kind of then goes on this journey to find out what happened to her and in the process uncovers this whole story that he didn't realize about his mother and like when the director was introducing it at the film he kind of said it's like has an old boy kind of element to it. Now, it's not as shocking as that in twists and stuff, but um, it is, it is a good, solid story. It's incredibly funny. Really kind of dark Irish, and specifically, I suppose, Northern Irish humor. Um, Yeah, you'd
0: wonder what the accents carry beyond.
1: It has been at a, at a couple of film festivals. It was at Sundance, and they have subtitles at, I wonder? It would Who have knows? to. He kind of made a joke about oh, this is the first time we won't have to be proud of subtitles, but you would wonder that it would ha- it would surely have to have subtitles. And we have a wee clip here which kinda shows a good bit of the humor from it.
0: Oh. Someone living the house. clean hair. Fancy looking sort of boy.
1: What's this carry on, boys? <laughs> Were
0: sent to queue with you. Well, in the way I see it, you need to help me.
1: Yeah, so you kind of uh, get the gist of it there. Really enjoyed it. Very funny ending is abrupt, and maybe kind of takes away a little from it. But I kind of see what they were kind of getting at. Um, a teeny wee bit long in certain points, but um, very solid first. You know, kind of Out first f- first feature. Mm. Out of five, uh, four, definitely solid four. Mm. It yeah. did.
0: It played in the kind of late night slot, mm. which um at Galway because it's a very late. They they're very uh, funny with timekeeping. So the film poster was meant to start at quarter past ten and started at about quarter to eleven or something. So yeah, it was a bit late. It was pretty late by the time that film yeah. ended,
1: which is kind. Of, I get it, you know, because it is gory and it is a horror. But um, so they're obviously not going to put it on at eight o'clock, and a lot of people mightn't dig it. But uh, uh, I. Didn't see release date yet as full, well, but I said I'll have to get a release date in a couple of months or something. Yeah, it's funded by the Northern Ireland Film Board, so it should have yeah. good weight and behind it, it.
0: And it should live; it should get onto some sort of on-demand player, like this is the kind of thing that would have a good life on on Netflix with a nice, nice poster and everything. Yeah. Um, the next one then was one uh, that one. There's another one you didn't get to see because you were working playing <laughs> a day job. Uh, it's called The Drummer <laughs> and the Keeper. So, uh, this one the best first. Irish film so best debut feature so uh this is from director Nick Kelly so some people would know him he was a front man in a band called the Fat Lady Sings who were kind of a Dublin-based band from maybe 20 years ago so it's uh, it's interesting he talked afterwards and he drew on a bit of his experience with with that and then um I th- if I'm not mistaken he has a child with autism as well so he's kind of combined the rock and ro- roll world with the the person with autism world and people with um, oh okay uh, mental health kind of difficulties and stuff so anyway uh Dermot Murphy is an actor I think you'd possibly know him from the likes of Raw and stuff so he plays Gabriel and um we first see him setting fire to a car on a beach and he's in a Dublin band and it turns out he's bipolar and then we learn that his mum uh recently ish killed herself and left a lot of money to him. So he's kind of living off that, effectively like pissing it away. And his bandmates and his sister was played by Monaghan. It's uh, finest actress. Hey,
1: Charlene McKenna. No, uh
0: a- has uh, a- 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 Oh, sorry. Uh, so maybe or one of Monaghan's finest. Act- I don't know. I could be wrong so, there. Yeah. Um. so uh, she, and they try to kind of get him back on the track and on, on track and he undergoes sort of mental health. Uh, treatment meets uh, some sort of clinical psychologist I think who uh, prescribes uh, medication for him so to try to medicate his bipolar and she's a bit bit of a challenging character the clinical psychologist because she's a bit you know she's very one dimensional just saying no this is what you're going to have to do you're going to have to do it for life but if you play football in this community mixed ability group that might sort of uh help you because then you'll feel physically energetic and that's another step to your rehabilitation. Okay, so, so is this
1: when it turns into the full Monty slash,
0: you know? Well then then it turns into the buddy movie. So uh he he then encounters the goalkeeper who's a seventeen year old uh played by Jacob McCarthy um and uh his name's Christopher so he has Asperger's which is on the autism spectrum and um yeah
1: Does it go on to win the
0: league? uh no they don't even this is the thing like it's it's only a bit of a mess game and it's more about their friendship then so oh, okay it is Sounds a very like a interesting film no it, it it's it's dealt or it stayed with me a lot like dwelled in my head and i've thought about it a lot the autism side of stuff is brilliantly handled and he um like jacob mccarthy i'd never seen him in anything before and he really adds a lot to it and you kind of buy into his performance a lot and you'd think that maybe Nick Kelly was better equipped to deal with that than the bipolar thing which he kind of maybe pivoted or shoehorned a little bit into the rock and roll side of stuff because yeah it's not great so I did um, as you know I kind of am obsessed with Irish film and how they get their sense of time and place so in this there are mobile phones but the way the band are run is not a very 2017 way of running a band that they're all looking for a management deal and
1: it's MySpace is it it's kind kind of that thing There's
0: there's no WhatsApp groups where they're catty and mean to each other because like band members get swapped out and dropped and all this kind of thing and you're like no this wouldn't and he doesn't know about it so he just sees a poster on the wall seeing that his band are playing a gig and you're like I'm not sure I'd buy that so look it's a little it's a nuanced thing and really by the end of it it's more like a kind of a a very magical kind of fairy tale way like it's a sort of a fantasy sequence almost at the end that is open to different interpretation and neve from ham sandwich plays uh, a rocker in it as well oh brilliant yeah it's but a non-speaking role really so okay it's a very unusual film um and i think it will do very well and it is well worth seeing i had issues with it but they're the kind of issues that like don't really matter so i think it deserves to do pretty well um yeah that's the drummer and the keeper and that's out on september 8th and element pictures distribution have picked that up oh brilliant very good and peter coonan is in it And Peter Coonan is in our next film. Yes. Ahri. Ahri. A.K.A. Penance. Penance. Bilingual film, Irish and English.
1: Yes. uh, It's directed by Tom Collins. And as you said, it stars Peter Coonan, who plays uh, the young father, Owen. And uh, then we also have Terry Byrne, who plays an old father, Owen. So. Two timelines. Two timelines. Starts in 1916, about a week or two before the Easter Rising then it flash forwards to 1969 at the height of the troubles in Derry and that's kind of one of the first problems with it because it's I was quite confused I thought it was a bit daft but I said it to you after and you were like oh yeah I kind of felt that too so we have Peter Coonan playing the young father Owen and he has a relationship he's kind of a bit of a a rebel rouser you know he's kind of saying you know and because there's uh or I see what they at that point are in the town and just kind of like you know, uh, cracking down on social gatherings and stuff like this. And the priest is kind of on the side of the, of the IRA, kind of being like, you know, we should be fighting for independence and freedom and uh, kind of it's not it's, well, he's not not you know, inciting violence, but he's just kind of not your typical kind of priest. And then we have um, Anthony who kind Ains, of, <laughs> he kind of gets swept up in the whole thing he's quite a young boy and he's uh about 16, is he yeah, about 16 yeah about 16 so then these and two where's characters his dad he's died in world war one i, I he, think he has died in world war one so fighting for the british yeah. and some of the, the mother has a wee union jack lapel at yeah. uh, church at and some she's point
0: she's kind of flirting with the or constabulary police chief yeah. guy um
1: in an unusual yeah barry burns who basically looks like uh Endo Kenny, or Endo, Endo, Endo Kenny. Endo Kenny, yeah. Yeah, so then those two characters, the priest and the young kind of um, want-to-be-I-R-A-Man, are both continued in 1969. So when the first went there, I was like, oh, the the young fella has actually become a priest, so something obviously happens, where because I was like, that's not Peter Coonan, who's, you know, we've... Yeah, and we've, they
0: use the most, uh, almost like this visual signifier of a violin, yeah. So Anthony plays the violin in the in the film, and then later on, you meet the priest who
1: has the violin. Has the
0: violin, but he, we then see him give the violin to another guy, and you're like, ah, okay, so, that's Anthony, yeah. Yeah.
1: So you're just like, right, okay. Uh, to me, the, like the film, the, the bilingual element's is very good. Um, it, it works well, and like what what's good about it is they speak English at some point. It's like it's not this pretend thing where everybody speaks Irish, yeah. which just wasn't the case. Like so, it, it does have it feels that quite natural. We and yeah
0: we will have we should at this stage um have an Irish language review on it from our, our Gail Gore Lisa McGill um, and from that point of view I think it's okay right the language yeah. of it but, but like, then so, for but me it's kind of irrelevant anyway as a yeah, story yeah exactly
1: yeah to me there was just massive issues with the plot where it just wasn't believable there's was a whole story I read because I was going back to check notes and on the Galway Film Flat website they give away a massive plot point in it and I only like I was lucky I was kind of glad I didn't read that before I saw the film uh, so, I'm not going to give that away. And to me, that's just unbelievable. It's too like stupid. I know it's not based on reality. Like, there are certain real in- elements in it the Rising and the Troubles in the North. But, Is it like, the, the journey that they make in one night? Well, no, there's that. But what, why they go on that journey? Oh, or, yeah. no, when they come back from that journey and what happens? Oh, yeah, 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 That's like something out of soap opera.
0: Yeah, yeah. They end up. I, I'm not, I don't. Like, it's not really a spoiler, but, like, they end uh... up. At the Easter
1: Rising. Oh yeah, no, that that's fine. That's,
0: I think that's fine. So yeah. they get from Donegal there seemingly in a night, and then they pull up somewhere that looked a bit like Island Bridge or somewhere that was within budget. Yeah. So when they're obviously yeah.
1: shooting rebellion yeah. and were just like, lads, can we shoehorn in here and get a couple yeah. of scenes? That, uh so to me the storyline was just too unbelievable and yeah, and the end is just ridiculous. I was like, that that wouldn't happen. There wouldn't have shot at that person.
0: Yeah. yeah, I had huge issues with it as well. Number one, it's really boring, Um, and the period stuff is fine, but I just feel such fatigue. Like, this film is two years late. Like, I don't yes, know why yes. we're getting a 1916 story now like I would be interested in the development process yeah. or and like
1: Peter uh, Coonan was in a brilliant um document or like three part kind of miniseries on TG Kahar uh, Wrecking the Rising, which was fantastic. Mm. So like th- the talent is there but it just to me the story didn't meld uh, it was together, more like. just
0: kind of like yeah it didn't it didn't yeah. stick at all but
1: and there were some continuity issues uh, continuity um in 69 Derry where you were like oh, there's some double glazing window Oh yeah, and you're just like, oh come on! It just totally takes you out of it, and yeah, it's yeah. small things like that. But it, it's pity, but yeah, yeah. And period stuff is as hard
0: to do when you've seen it done really well, as we would in the likes of Dunkirk or something. Yeah, where we're, uh-huh. which we're talking about in the next podcast. But where I don't know, it just mm. it just felt very much like they'd be filming in a house that was around in 1916, and they're there in their costumes. But it doesn't feel textured enough to actually be authentic in that era. So anyway, a disappointment.
1: Yeah, I'd be giving it two. I think I'm on the two, yeah. Yeah. So that was just to prove, you know, we didn't. there wasn't a big love in for Irish films. Yeah. Um, have you any other features you want to talk about? Uh,
0: one other one, then, is a documentary both of us saw on the Sunday. So it's uh, called Thanks to Your Noble Shadow. So it's, uh, we'll take a clip, actually, which sets, sort of sets the tone. Because it's about a nun. Sorry, now, for keeping you waiting. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Hello, James.
1: Day number five. Are you all right? I remember it was the first time I saw my father cry. He said, she's yours now. And he handed me over to her.
0: So that gives you a little bit of a sense of the tone. Um, so James Creedon, who was a cousin of Sister Pascal uh, so, aka Jenny, you know this thing where they, they're given a nun name. So, Jenny O'Sullivan is ninety-eight when she returns home from Japan after being there for seventy-five years of missionary work, and um, she, her, her cousin. I don't. Know, I think it's kind of like it's a cousin. It's kind of, of like a cousin, a cousin of a cousin. But he's yeah. maybe forty or whatever. But he gets he gets wind of this story and then makes a makes a documentary about it. So he, I've actually learned since, is a media correspondent in France for TV channel France twenty-four. And so he goes and shoots interviews with her. And then it becomes like, as he says himself, a couple of old yarns, a few stories. So Mm. um, it's a very interesting documentary. I would recommend it to people. There's issues with it, like in that it's 95 minutes long. It could do with being maybe, maybe 70. There's about 20 minutes you could kind of shave off. But his story, he gets so in-depth into it and wants to revisit a lot of her journeys, meet so many of the people and the... The faces that she kind of touched on through her teaching career and she was in a prisoner of war camp during World War 2 she she
1: went over quite early so she was there for World War 2 and the dropping of the bombs so he does mention yeah she was in two internment camps at one point and uh, but it's a really lovely story and what comes across is her amazingness you know she seems just so happy and but like she's still it's amazing the effect that like goodbyes can have on people like she says when she said bye to her parents and stuff like that and she still gets emotional about this all this time later and it's really sad because she's brought home because she's in like ill health she's got quite old so obviously the order made a decision where like well we don't have anyone over there to care for you it'll cost too much money but you're going to come back to ireland where we obviously i don't know if that she was just in a general kind of um elder care home or if it was like a home for older nuns
0: yeah carol was thinking because she had a great aunt who lived to be like 104 or something and she was saying that nuns often it would be very very surprising for a nun not to be um looked after looked in after. a convent yeah. nursing uh-huh.
1: home so um, they obviously had that infrastructure there but she says it loads of time it's really sad because like she wanted to be buried in japan and she said
0: she she would turn into japanese soil yeah
1: and like that yeah. kind of tears at your heart a bit um she's a lovely story she's very with it uh I, I kind of think I get what you're hinting at certain times people might have some issues when they watch it with the director because he can come across a bit gruff
0: he's a strong character and I think that more and more maybe that's just the banter that he had with her yeah but because it cuts in and out of interviews like you'll see him go concentrate now concentrate yeah. but Sister, she seems
1: to like she just is just like might look at him and be like what and just carry on doing her own thing so you kind of be like it's not like he's mistreated no, no, no. or anything his, oh 100 his yeah. intentions
0: are are very yeah. worthwhile and, and very good
1: so. um but no it's just a really lovely story some great funny lines in it and um yeah just kind of very sad but like it's that great like certain people are touching it at some point which like, religious orders can get a lot of bad press at times, but there are amazing people within them who've just given their life up, whatever about, like, a high, higher power just to do good in the world and for other people. And I think she's a shining example of that. Yeah,
0: and there was a, a question in the Q&A from an American, a Yank, uh, who sort of mentioned about the controversy of missionary work and how... And I was like, there yeah. weren't crusaders. Like, this woman yeah. was... A, i think she was kind of maybe old. hidden
1: on the on the the point that's brought up in silence more so the martin scorsese film where yeah. it's just like japan didn't want yeah. christianity so it's kind of saying like but she was an english teacher
0: yeah she wasn't like a, a preacher or anything or trying mm-hmm. to convert anyone with, with violence or anything so yeah
1: yeah but, but he it, handled that question excellently ah, yeah he's he i was
0: looking it's played a number of festivals in uh france in japan and possibly one in america i think i'm not sure but this is its first showing in ireland so i would be very surprised if it doesn't show up on rt tv or you know dvds are coming down the line as well um,
1: yeah so, hopefully
0: so we look forward to that so that's called thanks for your noble shadow thanks to your noble shadow
1: which i don't really understand that they talk about it in the film at some point um oh no so it's about talking about the shadows interconnected isn't it and that's people or am I getting uh, mixed up with something else? I don't
0: know, yeah. Anyway. It goes on a few quite poetic. He he has a number of different metaphors and poetic kind of little bits, so.
1: Yeah. So we'll kind of wrap up with, I'm very fond of shorts, and I think golf is a great place to... Sh-
0: Not shorts in the studio today. Heatwave. No, very it's very warm. Very warm. I should have worn shorts.
1: Yeah. Um. So I got to see two collections. I was at the Irish uh, Film Board. Uh, premiere shorts and then the new irish shorts documentary so great selection. The irish uh, film board premiere shorts so is that one hmm. of their selections they would have picked them the week, yeah and oh, would have yeah. got, uh, you know gotten sponsorship from the irish film board and stuff like that yeah. so a couple i'm going to pick is an island it's directed by rory byrne a uh, really lovely animation about a guy who's kind of climbing this just wee remote island and seeing uh, his wife has died we could find out at some point but there's um the animation is beautiful and there's so many birds in it they're kind of all flying around the island I think it's taken heavily from Skalic Michael but they didn't want to make it too much like that or maybe I don't know star wars or own the island now so yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah um but really fascinating um lovely animated short that's um, called an island an island cool.
0: and a lot of these now qualify if you play at Galway you potentially can be yeah. in the Oscar mix
1: yeah it? I don't know that is it only the if you're an award winner maybe in and out I'm not sure yeah. like it's kind of maybe it's a launch path, though. yeah uh, another nice one deposits by Trevor Courtney which was very cleverly done I have no idea I'd almost like to see a making out documentary of how they made it because it's it's not quite animation it's like it's like live action but with animation bits put over it almost like a Jason and the Argonauts type thing so it's uh, a talking skull underneath who's a survivor from the 1798 rebellion and he's in like a mass burial grave and the disappeared where the IRA just disappeared people and buried them in unmarked graves and didn't, they kind of know but destroyed countless families around the country. Uh, a disappeared body is buried beside the, 19, or the 1798 rebellion people and the skeleton is talking about how they all long to be found so and this, is, this is kind of funny. No, no, it's no. no like it's it's really well done. Like it looks amazing, and you're kind of like, but it's brilliant because it's kind of making the point. Like he was, he's found the the person is found, but the rest of the guys from 1798 are still all hidden. But they all still long to be found, and you know it's kind of making the conclusion. Well, like <laughs> the guys were slaughtered in 1798, but the IRA just kind of did the same thing by burying people in unknown graves and like it's really it's it's really really good um so that's uh deposits by uh trevor courtney mm. then time traveler which i think got kind of a lot of buzz um directed by steve Kenny, it's about a traveler child who is in love with back to the future so he's kind of putting a car together um it's a great title yeah based, award for best title of the uh movie. with all this junk kind of he's obviously got like you know those magazines you can get where it's like the first issue is 90p and mm. then the second issue is tenor Oh, yeah. It's like build a DeLorean. So he kind of has that and is using that to put all his bits of like washing machines and stuff on top of this battered out car. And uh, that's really nice film. And because you kind of wonder where it's going and there's just a lovely wee sentence in the middle where you get what the child is trying to accomplish which is quite heartbreaking. Um, I think the pick though for me was Late Afternoon by uh, Louise Bagnell, and it's uh, it's an animation about uh, Alzheimer's. It's an old woman who is kind of in a home and a carer comes in and is giving her like a cup of tea and she has a biscuit and the biscuit drops into the cup of tea and then that sends her into like a a memory from when she was a child. Then she eventually comes back into the room. So there's a couple of wee vignettes like that and it all ties together at the end. And that actually won an award for best animated um segment or something like that. It didn't win the best animated short but there was like a you know, it's it's a really nice, really nice message so those are some of the ones, I don't know, I presume the kind of still going festivals. Maybe some might pop up before films yeah, in the this IFI.
0: A, yeah, well, we're just saying that, that they could nearly do worse than put in a bit of uh, a rule that if you show an Irish film, you're obligated to show a short. Yeah. Because these often don't get seen. They might show up on yeah. short screen on rt on a monday night or they yeah. might show up on like private vimeo links or like they might mm-hmm. eventually just put them on their own facebook but it's yeah. a real real problem with shorts that i have yeah i was trying to and fix you get
1: that fantastic thing where there's a short before a film and it's not yeah. advertised yes yeah, so... and then people are like oh, i'm in the wrong cinema <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> sorry wrong. is this supposed to be transformers no it is uh, yeah it'll like be on to be here for la la land why is it moonlight yeah um so that's kind of those and then just a couple of the short docs again there was loads Coupled. these are all Irish again uh, yeah all Irish uh, Greta which, which was by Robert Maguire which is about a um, an athlete from oh apologies like maybe Croatia or somewhere kind of in the eastern block who's kind of come over to Ireland she has a, a, an eye impairment but she ends up competing in the Paralympics and does quite well in uh, the 400 metres um, so that was a really lovely cause she's just a great person has a great positive message about like no matter what you're born with like she came from great poverty her family kind of took her over here she had this uh condition with her eyes and still managed to achieve so much that was that was really lovely because like there was so much at the weekend that was a bit heavy kind of uh, down uh, another lovely one uh, Throw Line which was directed by Mia Malarkey and it's about a taxi service in Kilkenny where a taxi driver saw someone who was about to commit suicide in one of the bridges in Kilkenny. It's kind of weird. I was watching it and within two seconds of the documentary, I was like, oh, there's Kilkenny. It was kind oh, yeah. of the, that, that weird corner pub and the main bridge going over to it. Um, and he set up uh, a taxi, taxi, you know, watch. So if their taxi guys are driving around, see people who are looking a bit dodged, maybe just go over and have a chat to them, see if they're OK. Or if people are even getting into their taxi and they can see what a state they're in. Just to have a chat with them. So kind of a really nice, nice sort of a community mm. initiative. Once yeah. In and the final one, we'll just finish with this and then we can have a wee clip from it because uh, it's a really good film. Uh, it's sponsored by the Northern Irish Film Board. It's called Tit for Tat and it was directed by Maria Strainer, and um, it's about women who are recovering from uh, breast surgery. Uh, they might have had part of their breasts removed and part of it remodeled. Mastectomies and stuff for yeah. Suffered. yeah. And who decide to get tattoos to maybe cover up their scars or kind of give them back some confidence because they mightn't be happy with the shape or the outcome of it. So to kind of re-empower them and uh, absolutely brilliant documentary. Hopefully that'll show up. Um, maybe you might catch it on BBC One or BBC Two some night or it'll be playing some of the festivals. But uh, Another very clever title. Yeah. Tit,
0: tit for Tat and Two T's yeah so
1: So, uh, we have just a wee clip from this to kind of give you a feel of it so some great shorts and yeah yeah
0: and we'll wrap up then after that we'll be back in a couple of days with some August film stuff
1: Hey.
0: like any woman your body is your breasts your femininity so to have cancer and my breast taken away it goes a lot deeper than that you know you're taking away other things as well I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one.